0: Welcome to the Urban Planners Podcast, hosted by Gigi the Planner. This podcast is about all things urban planning related and otherwise. In this setting, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the planning field. We'll even delve into some very controversial topics involving the role planners have to take in their everyday lives and jobs. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. This This is Gigi the Planner.
1: Welcome everyone to episode 11 of the Urban Planners podcast. Today we will be talking about how to fund your college education debt-free. So let's get started. So I was fortunate enough to come out of school with a bachelor's and a master's and zero debt. So to tell you all how I did this for myself and then give you guys some tips, I'll first off say that when I started school, I started at 15, as I mentioned in my intro. If you haven't listened to that, I would suggest you go back and learn a little bit about me from episode one. So I started college at the age of fifteen. And what I ended up doing was between fifteen and eighteen, I was a full time college student. And being that I was doing dual enrollment, it was a hundred percent paid, right? So I came out at the age of 18 with a fully paid bachelor's in urban design with a minor in GIS. And so I transitioned into, you know, getting my master's degree. Now, that wasn't dual enrollment and I didn't get a full time scholarship. So usually when people thinking about getting, you know, college paid for and coming out debt free, they think a lot of times they think about having a full time scholarship. However, that was not my case. So how I was able to come out debt free was numerous things. So number one, being that I was only 18 years old and basically I had graduated with my high school diploma a few months prior to me graduating for my bachelor's degree, I was able to apply for a lot of scholarships that most people normally would have applied for as a high school senior and so instead of using that money towards my bachelor's degree i use it towards my master's degree right so i got a lot of money uh, from a lot of different scholarships that way so that was number one the second thing i did was i applied to every single scholarship that my school offered that I could potentially apply for. So I went on the scholarship page for FAU. They had like maybe 30 or so scholarships. And I went through all of them. And all the ones that appeared to be worthy of me being able to apply for, I did. Now, it doesn't matter if it was 500 2000 whatever the case may be. If I looked at the scholarship and I said, okay, this is not asking anything specific. Because a lot of times scholarships ask for you know, if you are a, a um, biology degree or science degree or if you're a business administration degree, then you can apply for that. However, that was not the case for some of them. They're basically generic scholarships that I applied for, and I did get a few of those. So based on those two different types of scholarships, that probably funded maybe a little over 50 percent of school right also in conjunction with all of that I got a graduate grant now blessed to get that basically how I got the graduate grant was I went to the financial aid office and you know I was telling them I'm trying to fund school and I want to come out debt-free and all these things and the lady was gracious enough to give me that graduate grant so I got that grant every semester I was in school and it was about a thousand dollars every semester and in the summer it was 500 however one summer i think i got 1500 for some weird reason so between scholarships from high school the scholarships that i applied for while in graduate school and the graduate grant i was able to you know fund more than half of my master's degree now I'm going to really be talking about funding your master's degree more so than funding a bachelor's degree. And I guess it could really work for both because a lot of times it's extremely hard to figure out how to fund a master's degree. Bachelor's is a little bit easier a lot of times because they can give you like full-time scholarships and stuff like that. But when it comes to a master's degree, they rarely give people full-time scholarships. So, so the way I was able to fund the rest of my college degree was by working and paying off the school by working. Now, I started working for the city of Pompano Beach in my last semester of my undergrad. And it was just going to be a summertime internship. However, I decided to transition into a master's degree and continue working there. Now, I didn't have to, but I figured... They're, they are paying me. Um, I need to fund school and all these things. So I'm like, it, it's beneficial to, for me to continue here and make this money, basically. That's exactly what it did. I was still living with my parents, so I didn't really have bills or anything. And so that money that I was making from working was able to fund the remainder of school. Okay? So... That is my story of how I was able to graduate college debt free. Oh, and I also forgot to mention, I did apply for the Planning the Black Community Division APA scholarship, um, and I did receive that. So, that was another thing. That was $1,500. So, yeah, I did receive that, and that helped fund the school as well. Okay, so for you all. I have a list of few things that you guys can look into to fund your school and come out debt-free or at least close to debt-free and not have to pull out too big of a loan if it's possible so first off i highly suggest people to look for any graduate assistantships at your university okay sometimes they may not be like blatant in your face you may have to inquire the, the department if they would provide you a graduate assistantship, but that is one way of getting to fund school, and depending on the graduate assistantship, they can fund 100% of your college degree or whatever, or less, or 50% or 75, or depending, you know, how it's set up. And a lot of times with these graduate assistantships, they pay for school, and then you also get money deposited in your bank account, so you get like an hourly fee. So that is one way. Now, a second way as it relates to you know going to college and being in the university setting, you can also work some type of job on the university campus that may be you know unrelated to your degree. So the graduate assistantship is usually related to your degree, a job that you do, and you can find a job that's unrelated. So for instance, so my sister worked as a math tutor during her years working on her master's now she had gotten this job maybe the last year of her undergrad and when she was transitioning over to getting her master's she found out that if she worked you know so many hours they would fund school for her so she didn't know this at first I think she just heard it right fine or or whatever but she decided that she was going to do this, and it helped fund a large portion of her, her master's degree because she didn't get a full-time scholarship either. So basically how they had it, they said they told her if you work for 10 hours a week, we'll pay 50%, and if you work for 20 hours a week, we'll pay 80%. So she was just working as a math tutor, working 20 hours a week. They paid her 80% of her tuition, and that's how she was able to fund a large portion of her graduate degree so you know that's another way to do that also if you can maybe get like a full-time job at the university or whatever a lot of times they'll be able to pay 100% of your tuition to go to to that school okay so that's the first two things that you can do to that out for you Okay, second, so APA has some scholarships. So I will always suggest people to look on APA's website for scholarships. As I mentioned before, the Play in the Black Community Division has a scholarship program. Back when I was doing it, it was a scholarship program. Now it's a fellowship program where you have to do a research project during the summer. So, um, and then you can get paid in installments for that. So I think it's five hundred dollars installments, and you'll get the get that money towards school. So APA Plain Black Community Division. If you go on the website, you'll find that. Okay, there is also another scholarship called the Judith and McManus Price Scholarship, and that's for minority women, and that is between two to five thousand dollars. So I would suggest you look into that. That is another great resource for scholarships. Also, the APA Foundation grants scholarships to students. Last year, they granted a total of 2,500 to six students. Um, so each student received about $4,600 for the scholarship. So each student um, demonstrated a commitment to advancing the planning profession while creating spaces to increase the diversity and equity of the field. So, the, the eligible applicants are women, people of color, and indigenous descent, veterans, disabled persons, and me- members of the LGBTQ community, and are currently enrolled in a planning accreditation board planning program. So, um, yeah, so that is another way to look for a scholarship. So, for the Charles Abrams Scholarship, the students that are eligible for that one are... Students that are, they go to Columbia University, Harvard University, MIT, No School University, and University of Pennsylvania. So basically, um, students from Ivy League schools. So yeah, that is, um, and that's like $2,000 for that. Also, just to piggyback off of the Judith Mathematics Prize Scholarship, that's not going to be awarded this year, but I'm sure next year it will be rewarded um, and this man said, did you do with this COVID 19? I don't know. Okay, also, the Economic development Division has a $1,000 scholarship. Basically, when you apply for this scholarship, you have to write an original paper or work having to do with a substantive and relevant topic related to economic development and planning. Right? This is not a thesis, but a, a shorter paper of about 2,000 to 2,500 words. Okay, so that is granted by the Economic Development Division of APA. Now, there is another scholarship from the Environment, Natural Resources, and Energy Division. They're awarded a $2,500 scholarship, and this is to support students excelling in graduate-level studies in planning related to natural resources, energy, or the environment. And then we have the Latinos and Planning Division Scholarship. Basically, to be eligible for this, you have to be a third or fourth year undergrad student or first or second year grad student. And you have to come from, you know, a Latinx background. Okay, so going into the next scholarship, they have the Daniel J. Curtin Junior Fellowship Program. And this is for those students that are trying to get a law degree in addition to a master's in planning. Um, And it's a 10-month fellowship. And so you can look into that one as well to apply for. And then we have the Smith-Babcock-Williams Writing Competition. And it's an annual student writing competition in honor of three leading figures in, in American city planning. It's open to law students and planning students. Writing on a question of significance in planning, planning law, land use law, local government law, or environmental law. So basically a law-driven type of scholarship. And then the New Urbanism Division offers the Gina Tirinanzi Memorial Scholarship. And this is to commemorate um Gina. And you will receive a $500 one-time scholarship. And you have to do a original paper or project focused on the tenets of New Urbanism and the practical application of those views within contemporary development scenarios. So those are all the scholarships that you could get for yourself from APA. Now I'm not gonna go into a lot of depth with the rest of these, but I just wanted to give you guys a good breakdown of types of scholarships that you can get from APA. And they're all, you know, substantial enough. So additionally, I would suggest you check with your APA state chapter to look for and see if they have any scholarships that they provide. I didn't know this, but APA Florida offers scholarships every year for a while. And when I was in school, if I would have known, I would have applied for it, of course. And I believe the APA Florida one was a minority scholarship for those of students that are minority um, and I would have been the perfect candidate with me being in a minority, but I didn't even know about it. It was never even advertised. So I would definitely check with your state chapter. I believe most state chapters are for scholarships. So I would, I would check with them to see if there's anything that they provide. Okay. Also, I did a lot, a lot, a lot of research for other types of scholarships related to planning that you can apply for because most scholarships are degree specific and um, it's really hard to find scholarships. So I did a lot of research. And the next best site that I was able to find was smartscholar.com. And if you, you know, Google that and you search in public admin and public policy degrees, graduate level scholarships, they had a few scholarships on that webpage for you to potentially apply for that's gonna be related to planning. So that was all that I could find, really, because it's extremely hard to find something that's related to planning out there. So to piggyback in off of my experience, I also suggest you to look at your you know, your university, go to the scholarships site, and see what generic scholarships are out there that you could potentially apply for, and I will suggest you to apply for them all. Okay, you usually just have to write an essay, You know, write an essay specific to that scholarship and then just apply for them. That is a great way to, you know, get additional monies um, for yourself. And then finally, you can use your job for tuition reimbursement. So a lot of times, um, it just depends on where you work. If you, you know, get a job and then after a year a lot of times the jobs would do tuition reimbursement for you. Now, it may be kind of hard for you to get a planning job without having much planning experience, but it's not impossible. So that is, that is a way for you to do that. Um, And what I would suggest, as I was mentioning before, you can look for on-campus jobs or planning related jobs um, for tuition reimbursement. Well, in addition to that, Whatever type of job you have, depending on how you living situation, you can use that job to fund your school. Because like I said before, I had a planning-related job, but I didn't get tuition reimbursement because I was part-time. But I was still able to use the funds and the money that I made from my job to fund school. So, yeah. So, those are all the things that I would suggest you to do and to apply for and to look into to fund your planning master's degree and hopefully you can come out debt free so that's all we have for today folks ciao
0: thanks for listening to the urban planners podcast if you enjoyed today's episode, please head over and leave a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss out on an episode. If you would like to buy personalized urban planning gear and other products or are in need of some urban planning career coaching, please head over to ggtheplanner.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at GGTheplanner. Have a great week and we'll see you. Next episode...